And now, here's Gene Steinberg. It's shop talk time on the Paracast. Every so often, every few months, we decide just to sit back, answer your questions, pose a few of our own, ignore some questions because you want to, and simply explain what we're about, what we've done, and all that sort of thing. So this week, we decide to have the shop talk session, the first one I've done with my co-host, Chris O'Brien. So are you ready to be the forefront, at the forefront of abuse here? Uh, I think so, Gene. I'm not sure, but I think it's a good idea. This uh, should be fun. We've got a lot of interesting questions on the forum that we'll uh, address at some point, I'm sure. Right. Maybe we'll even stonewall a few. That's what politicians do, you know. They either do that or they edit them out of the final recording. Out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Speaking of out of sight, out of mind, now, some months back, we had Ray Stanford on the show. Of course, he did all that great work with the Sicaro, New Mexico case. He talked about his own White Sands-related UFO sightings and pointed to an audio, I believe, 35 minutes long. Is that correct? I forget the actual running time on it, but yeah, I I think the actual total recording time is longer. But for the actual event that he described uh, on the show, uh, I think, yeah, it was about a half hour. Now, we challenged him to produce a copy of that recording and make it available online, which is pretty simple. It's not a hard process to copy something from an old-fashioned cassette you just take a couple of plugs plug it into your personal computer mac or pc get some audio software start playing the recording capture the audio and you've got digital recording you could even do a little bit of finagling later on to get rid of hiss and everything but maybe it's good enough raw unvarnished and it will be more believable so what happened well i mentioned it as uh, i mentioned on the forum and actually a couple three shows uh, i did mention that i had asked him to get the, um, the the conversion software, which he did, and he also got a cassette player. He just had a, a small kind of Walkman-style player that just didn't have uh, the frequency response, I think, that you would need to capture the subsonic uh, tones that he was describing uh, in the recording. And, uh, you know, we just kept making uh, plans to, to do a session. I could walk him through the process. Uh, and it just never, you know, it never happened. Uh, he does claim to have the recording. He doesn't think that it's anything that uh, is smoking gun evidence of anything. It's just supplemental. It's supplemental information, basically. It's an audio recording of the site during the event. I think it's uh, compelling enough to air. He doesn't seem to think that uh, that it really is that special or fantastic, except for the sound of uh, the objects coming through and uh, on the on the, I guess it was the AM radio when the objects reverse direction. I'm still going to work on him and get him to uh, come through with his promise. Actually, it's kind of slipped my mind the last couple, three times I've talked to him. I haven't, I have forgotten to mention it, but uh, again, i got to make a note for myself. I think it's important since he did say he was going to supply it. Um, I think he should. And uh, I do believe he has the recording. It's just a matter of getting him motivated to uh, do a session, get it downloaded, He's extremely busy finishing up his paper on his new, uh, you know, the new dinosaur species that um, is in the Smithsonian. Okay, Actually, so that's Shades of Jurassic Park, Batman. <laughs> well, it's a new nojasaur, I believe, uh, that that is now on display in the Smithsonian. It's a cast of a fully articulated skeleton, uh, the only one of its kind ever found on the East Coast. And uh, he's also working feverishly on finishing up his uh, magnum opus uh PowerPoint presentation, which uh, he has been giving to invited uh, 
people that have come over to his his house there in Maryland, and and he's given them an abbreviated version, including a world class physicist whose name I have to uh, leave out of the conversation, but uh, someone I think a uh, few of our listeners would be acquainted with, and evidently this uh, scientist uh, called his presentation marvelous, and it actually helped him with a particular angle that he was looking at in his own research and i guess it uh raised insight into his his data sparked some sort of uh positive response in this this gentleman so i'm not sure if and when ray will divulge uh publicly the name of this individual uh, and give us the details of some of the other people who have very quietly uh over the last few months been uh, looking at his his presentation Ray and I have not really been in that close of communication uh, the last few months because we've been both so busy. But, but this is, you know, it's an ongoing project. I have an unpublished uh, manuscript in his own words of his, you know, entire ufological uh, career and life. And it's just, it's one of the most amazing personal stories I, I have ever heard of. And uh, to actually be the one to, you know, be Thoth, the scribe, and get it all down in his own words uh, I, I didn't do it for lust for money or some you know million you know copy bestseller or something. Um, there I did are it no because such I think it's in the UFO field. Not anymore. Yeah, no. nobody reads anymore except for our forum posters. Um, Actually, I guess a few books sell decently. I suppose the UFO book from Leslie Kane sold quite decently. It yeah, even it got on the New York Times bestseller list amongst all those conservative book titles about politics. But I'm sure right. she didn't sell a million copies. No, no way, uh, especially of a hardcover. But I, I think what's important, though, is that these, uh, this wonderful life history of his and, and just the incredible adventures and, and uh, all the documentation that he's amassed over the years to, to support uh, his, his life story, I think it's going to be, make for very compelling reading when he does finally you know, decide to allow me to, to have it published. Um, I've already, I already got one... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't exactly an offer, but it was a um, an expression of interest from a publisher uh, for the book. And you know, I think Ray is one of those rare individuals that uh, is just a gem. He he's been there and done that. He's helped design the T-shirt factory. Uh, he, you know, obviously over the years he's he's uh, gone through various incarnations of of where his interests are. Some of which have come back to uh, haunt him a bit, uh, including his very uh, prolific uh, period for about two or three years where he was. Uh, going into like an Edgar Casey type uh, subnomulous trance and channeling all this very interesting information. Some of well, you some see, of that's where the skeptics and our forum right, are going to say, all right, this guy is channeling and this guy right. is Well, he's never claimed to channel entities like, uh, you know, uh, Robert Shapiro and Zeus or, or uh, Jay-Z Knight and Ramtha. Basically, what he does is he plugs into his own higher self and then channels. So I guess technically it wouldn't be really called channeling, but it is a form of information retrieval, which uh, he got very good at doing. And, uh, I mean, uh, Hugh Lynn Casey and the Edgar Edgar Casey's uh, uh, family called him the next Edgar Casey in the early 60s. So the jury's out on that. His his work, uh, I did read uh, portions of his work on the human endocrine system. That's just fascinating. Um, Also, he did a a treatise on the the creation process of creation of life on the planet. And uh, it's a very short little piece, but it's uh, very fascinating. Uh, he's, he's just one of those extremely fascinating guys, and I'm, I'm really proud to uh, have worked with him over the years, and, and uh, he's very difficult to work with. Uh, 
he's quite irascible and doesn't suffer fools uh, <laughs> uh, even mildly. And uh, it's it's been a uh, it's been a real process, and I've I've learned a lot from Ray. Uh, as I said, I think in my initial uh, appearance here on the Paracast, uh, my first interview, he has pulled me back towards the ETH. Somewhat. You say somewhat. Now, that's an interesting point of view because I want to look at different perspectives about what we think are UFOs. Now, understand, we're accepting this, and I'm accepting it because you're vouching for Ray Stanford. I know there's a lot of skepticism in our forums when people don't produce the evidence. Like, for example, we were expecting this site to be put up by Ted Phillips with regard to his Marley Woods investigation about all the strange things going on there. They had a rudimentary site set up, one of these instant site builders. You know, you go to a web host like a GoDaddy or an iWeb or any of the partners we work with, and you have this way of setting up an instant website with a point and a click, and you throw a few things on there, and suddenly you fill in a few blanks and you have an instant website. So Ted Phillips set himself up with an instant website. Unfortunately, he hasn't really gone beyond that. We're hoping he will. I haven't heard from him. I gather you haven't either, have you? We'll get into more of this in a moment. It's the talk shop episode of the PowerCast with Gene and Chris. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the PowerCast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. This is an urgent message. Urgent if you care about feeding your family. S-510 has passed through Congress and will make the sale of heirloom seeds difficult. 
prices of non-GMO seeds are skyrocketing and may be hard to afford in the future, if you can even find them. As the economy continues to decline, this will make the heirloom seeds worth their weight in gold and one of the best barter tools available. When food supplies eventually run out, your solution is to grow your own food and barter tool. Now, for a short time, GetSeeds.net offers 100 packets of heirloom non-GMO vegetable seeds for only $59. Pay with two ounces of pure silver or just $59. The best price on the net for high-quality seeds. Our GetSeeds.net seeds are open-pollinated vegetable seeds sealed in a Mylar bag for long-term storage. Bulk pricing available, so get seeds while you still can at GetSeeds.net or call toll-free 877-341-4769. That's 877-341-4769. This special announcement is brought to you by Renaissance Charge. Have you ever wondered if you could make your car run on 100% electric power for free? It is now possible. How about a simple device that is both a super efficient motor and a free energy generator at the same time? What if this could also be used to restore useless batteries and save you lots of money? Because our customers asked for it, we have organized a Renaissance Charge Conference Workshop on July 29th to July 31st at the beautiful Coeur d'Alene Resort in Idaho. Not only will you see these fascinating energizers, but you will be able to build some alongside genius inventor John Bedini. Participate in this truly historic event featuring our cutting-edge alternative energy, Tesla technology. Register early for the best seats and advanced workshop by visiting rcharge.com. That's r-charge.com for details. Or call 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great Talk Radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. This is the Shop Talk episode of the Paracast with Gene and Chris. And we've been talking first about some of the things that Chris has been working on behind the scenes, like getting material from Ray Stanford, who was here talking about not just the Sicaro, New Mexico episode, the famous classic UFO case of 1964, his own White Sands sightings, and hopefully this audio tape that may or may not be revealing. It may just play noises and just say, wow, gosh, golly, gee whiz, what is that? Then, of yeah, course, Ted much. Phillips with the website we were hoping he'd put up. Have you heard from Ted at all? I have not. I haven't heard Heidner hair from him. The last thing I saw was a photograph of him and Jacques Vallée standing there looking rather sheepish, which was about four or five months ago. I have not heard a peep. I should uh, make a couple of calls. Yeah, <laughs> they both had kind of a, a weird sort of ah uh, shucks sort of look on their face, if I remember correctly. Uh, I might have to dig it up, but there is a picture out there. Okay, it's probably on Facebook right now. Everybody's going to look for a copy. Next to the picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger's left child. Right. Yeah. He should have been the Terminator for that particular... uh... Yeah, but then you get into that philosophy about termination. Should he have terminated that pregnancy? But then, of course, a lot of people do not believe in that sort of thing. la vista, baby. Right. Well, yeah, maybe. But, you know, in the real world, a lot of people don't believe in that sort of thing. So He's a Republican. 
Yeah, you see, that's it. And then you have all, and he does seem to be a person who likes lots of kids. I mean, he had four kids with Maria Shriver. And I we don't know how many the others sharp, are out there. Sharp, sharp tools and knives and stuff out of the house. <laughs> oh, boy, Jeez. right now she's after him, you know. Yeah. You know, but I understand they kept their money separate, but it's not even that because, you know, Arnold's very rich, but of course, Maria Shriver comes from a rich family, so maybe she doesn't have as much as the former governor did, but she still probably has lots of money. Yeah. How do we get on this subject? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's because this is a shop talk kind of thing. Let's talk about what you've been doing, okay? Now, you made a trip for a number of days to New Mexico. Oh, boy, did I. Was it New Mexico? New Mexico and Colorado. Okay, New Mexico and Colorado. Mm -hmm. Now, I realize there are still things that are under construction in terms of the details, of course, getting permission from people you talk to to mention it in public. But maybe give everyone more of an overview of what you did. Well, first of all, I, I finally was able to uh, meet and, and talk at length with Rosemary Ellen Guiley at the uh, recent uh, UFO Congress down in at the Fort McDowell Casino, and uh, of course, you know, was quite familiar with her work over the years. Uh, we had, I think, corresponded once or twice, but we never actually met and talked. And uh, this is an opportunity for me to get to know her, and, and vice versa. And and one of the things that she mentioned is that uh, Phil Imbrogno and her are working on a book on, uh, I think it's a follow-up book on on portal areas and gateway areas. She's, you know, of course, uh, familiar with uh, much of my work, so she was very interested in uh, taking a, 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 a longer trip to the San Luis Valley. She had visited there once, I think, in 2005, but it was just real brief. From but a geographical standpoint, where is the San Luis Valley? Well, the San Luis Valley is the largest alpine valley in the world, and it's about 160 or so miles long if you count the portion of the geologic valley where it goes down into new mexico the san luis valley portion of it the name is is for the colorado side of the border and then it extends down to taos about another oh, 70 80 miles so it's this long football shaped valley it's completely surrounded by by mountains it's radar invisible below eighteen thousand feet it's a very special sacred area to, to native americans it's the only uh, actual region in america where three regional groups of of indians overlapped you had the the great plains indians the great basin and southwest uh tribes that all all went there during the warmer months to hunt do vision quests um it was it's always been considered a very kind of a spooky special place the spanish who made it up to taos for almost 200 years uh, officially didn't venture up into the valley because it was del norte it's where you know the boogeyman lived and and it was never really settled until the uh, mid 17th century in the 1840s and 50s so it's it's a very special place uh, i lived there for 13 years i investigated uh, thousands of of claims of unusual events about oh, a thousand or so have made it into my database with enough information, date, time, location, witness name, description of the event, etc. There's an awful lot of in, interesting military activity and government activity that takes place in the area, which I've, I've always uh, had a feeling was somehow tied into the higher strange activity there. Uh, okay, which now obviously I, the skeptic's going to ask the question, so I'm going to be okay, the yeah, spokesperson. Okay, the military activity, how is this observed? Do they see the military trucks? Do they see the Hummers? What? Right. We have convoys, uh, large tunnel boring equipment uh, has been seen going through there. Um, our, our, the regional National Guard unit was changed from a medical unit to a 
military police unit, and that kind of raised some eyebrows. But most importantly, it is the western edge of the Levita low-level flight operations and training area, which is uh, one of the main airspace uh, chunks of airspace in the country where we train our um, Air Force and Air National Guard pilots. We also even rent out, I think, time to the Germans, the Israelis. So it's a huge, uh, about 70 mile square area that, uh, well, actually, it's about a 100 square mile area. Goes from Pueblo to Salida, from Salida down to Blanca Peak, from Blanca Peak out to Walsenburg, from Walsenburg up to Pueblo. So it's this huge area that's, uh, you know, a low-level flight training area. And, of course, the Sangre de Cristos, which is the border of the valley on the eastern side of the valley, is also the uh, edge of the Levita flight operations area. And it's interesting that the, the area where we tend to have most of our sighting reports comes from that side of the valley where the Levita operations area tends to overlap into the valley. So, you know, we've had reports back in the early 90s of, of planes chasing objects. There was a report in, I think, 69, two um, archaeologists were digging uh, for human remains, uh, paleo man, out in the Great Sand Dunes area and saw two F-4 uh, Phantoms chase an object over the Great Sand Dunes where it, it hit a top of a dune, flipped over, uh, end over end and crashed into the dune field. Uh, it's one now, of the, the other question uh, would be then, Chris, it's not secret weapons that they're just chasing them as a military exercise. Well, <laughs> we've had jets and helicopters uh, accompanying uh, triangle craft. We've had reports of dogfights between uh, uh, unusual aerial craft and, and what appear to be military jets, complete with cannon fire uh, heard by witnesses in one case. So th- there seems to be a seam where there's interaction uh, between these unusual, unexplained craft and what appear to be conventional craft. Um, I personally have seen an unpainted C-131 flying overhead over Mount Blanca. Unpainted so, being oh, what, black? Or? It was a bright, uh, you know, like aluminum colored. Like it had okay, no so this is just off. the raw metal of which raw it's Raw metal made. on a plane. It looked like a brand sure. new plane. I had uh, 50 power binoculars on it, and it blinked out right as I was looking at it with binoculars. It blinked it out. Not, it disappeared totally. It, it flashed and disappeared totally, and about five seconds later, the sound disappeared. I know, Chris, where it is. I bet no, you know you're, what I'm going to okay, say. Okay, space fans, are you ready for this? It's a cloaking device. Some sort of cloaking device or, or, or some sort of dimensional doorway would be another possible explanation. Maybe I wonder uh, what we're experimenting with. This is getting wild, folks. We have Chris O'Brien's our co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. We're talking shop. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. 
reality check. There are many so-called health products coming out that are here today but will be gone tomorrow. They're fads, they're hype, and a lot of gimmick. Life Change Tea is no fad. We've been around for years and we've been slowly growing. And our products have attracted loyal customers. Why? Because our products work. Cleansing your body, losing weight, more energy, and better overall health. And you might ask, says who? Our customers say. A company shows its colors with how many people reorder the product. So don't be afraid. We're the real deal. Log on to GetTheTea.com and read all the testimonies. In fact, log on and order at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Or call us at 928-308-0408. There's no call centers, just a friendly operator. 928 928- 308-0408. Once again, 928-308-0408. The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. 40 cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available with a 25-year shelf life. A full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver, that's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver, utopiasilver.com, or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338, utopiasilver.com, taking back America's health care one American at a time. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so this is the Shop Talk episode where Chris and myself, we just will be talking about different subjects, answering your questions. But right now, Chris is talking about a lot of fascinating experiences, and this is almost worth a lot of the show by itself. So you see this unpainted aircraft, and it winks out. And you wonder, do they have some kind of new stealth technology? You know, we've heard that scientists are working on invisibility. Right. Okay, so is this the manifestation of invisibility? Well, what happened to the uh, 
to the air, you know, those four big engines. So all of a sudden they clicked out too, about five seconds after the visual. You know, sound obviously travels slower than light. So it seemed like a simultaneous thing with the, uh, the evidence of the sound uh, cutting off, uh, you know, lagging behind the actual uh, view of the craft visually. So anyway, the reason why I bring all this stuff up is, is this valley is, is an incredible playground, not only for um, our tax dollars and the boys with toys, but, you know, the legends and uh, traditions and uh, the history of the locale suggests that something else uses that area as a, an aerial playground and possibly, um, you know, there are locations there that uh, deserve real serious scientific scrutiny. One of the things that, uh, uh, getting back to the original question of, of about my trip, is uh, Rosemary had mentioned she wanted to go up there, and I had to go up there for my camera project, which we will discuss, I'm sure, at some point here. And so I offered to uh, dovetail my trip with hers. So we spent uh, a week up in the valley, uh, and during that time period, I also investigated two ongoing cases uh, that I've been uh, working with uh, Thomas Pay and and uh, in the Valley, Thomas's field investigator, who I've been working with there in the Valley for uh, almost 12 years now. And uh, the first part of our trip actually was quite exciting for me because the southern end of the Valley, below the New Mexico border, is an area that I have not had the chance to really fully explore, you know, off the beaten track. And, and this was an opportunity for both uh, Rosemary and I to be taken to places that neither of us had been to. And it was a double blind situation where... Thomas would uh, not front load us with any sort of information about some of the areas we were going to. And we were kind of vibing in. Rosemary and I were vibing in on, on certain areas that we were taken to. and Vibing in? That's the only way I can describe okay. it. You know, I, I do have uh, some training in working with my sensitivities, uh, my ability to be aware of some sort of intangible energetic process in an area, especially in the valley. Uh, I, I spent many years there, and, and I, I do have a sense of the valley, and I, I, I'm tuned into it. I mean, I don't know how else to, to describe it or explain it. Uh, I'm sure Lance and others on the board are just going to roll their eyes and poo-poo this, but I don't really care. I, I've spent years out in the field. Um, I've developed some um, I think heightened awareness when it comes to um, geophysical energy. Uh, I know Rosemary is quite sensitive and, and has done uh, similar work in her own life. And I think she has uh, some, some pretty amazing natural ability as well. Uh, I, I have a little natural ability too. But uh, this was an opportunity for us to, uh, to really kind of vibe in on, like I said, these areas and, and see if there was something special there. I, I did not pick up on much in the south end of the valley, to be honest with you. Rosemary did little. Um, it was in the middle portion of the valley, in the north end of the valley, during the second half of our trip that we both uh, had a very interesting experience. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and also okay. investigated interesting some experience. Cases. Stop right there. I'm going to ask you about that. Can you tell us about the interesting experience? Well, without digressing too far on this, over the years I've been sort of zeroing in on what I consider to be places very location specific spots actually it's in the form of a of like a long about mile and a half by a quarter mile wide corridor where there seems to be certain types of dimensional um aberrations if you will or sightings of what appear to be uh forms uh diminutive human forms undulating uh i call them prairie dragons i don't know how else to describe them 
and there have been reports of uh, a, a ghost herd of horses uh, that's been seen uh, several times. Actually, ghost riders in the sky. Something like that. It's okay. a herd of ghostly horses that that look like that they're galloping in some other time frame, basically, because the background is not the same as it. As a, it, it, you know, there are no fence lines. There's trees where there's not supposed to be. That Do you sort ever of thing. think when you see this sort of thing? Well, I've never when, seen anything like that. But right. I've had. But I've when had you get a report, reports from people that have. All right, you talk to people that have. Do you ever mm-hmm. think that what they might be seeing, if we're talking about portal areas, they're looking into something that's happening elsewhere, another dimension, another place? Yeah, or another time even. Uh, it may be a time displacement uh, effect. I, I don't know. All I know is when you get three independent people report the same phenomena over the space of a two-hour period, I, I, that's notable to me. And, uh, and anyway, this corridor, uh, I have slowly been zeroing in on uh, over the years uh, where I think the center point of this it's like a tear in, in reality is the only way I could you know, possibly describe it. I think it's where the, the veil of reality could be thinnest. And it's like stretching taffy and holes appear. This is one of the, the holes that appear in the taffy of reality. And after we had talked to a, a couple who are right now having an ongoing series of very unusual events occurring on their property, uh, we had had dinner there and... We were headed back to uh, where we were staying um, at a friend's uh, place, and I, I got the hit. Oh, I should take her down to this one spot that that I've had quite a number of experiences at personally, and seems to be the epicenter of this particular rent, if you will. And normally, when I go down to a place like this, I I, I don't just barge right in, especially at you know around ten, eleven o'clock at night. Uh, usually at night, you, you, I tend to operate a little bit more slowly. You would think also uh, the local residents have their rifles pointed at you. Well, this is pretty far. It's not in sight, really, uh, line of sight with any houses. It's a secluded area. Um, houses are nearby, but they're up and over hills. Um, and uh, so anyway, we, we kind of, pardon me? Predators? I'm thinking yeah, wild animals. Anything. Cats, bears, an area. Who knows what's there? There's all sorts of, I mean, this is one of the most remote areas in, you know, in America, this spot is about 65 minutes from the nearest stoplight. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we barge into this area, and we both distinctly uh, felt something rush up to us. Um, I, I was able to, to discern what appeared to be sort of like a faint ripples uh, of light, uh, kind of like waves, but, but f- oscillating fairly fast. Uh, it, it approached across the the expanse of this particular area, which is about 100 yards by 100 yards. It's a rough circle. Uh, it came right up to me within inches of me. I, I felt some sort of energetic uh, presence. And, and, and listeners, you must remember, I have done uh, about every type of uh, you know paranormal investigation that there is out there. I've been in some pretty... Uh, pretty scary uh, situations, and, I, and I, I'm used to being in situations where maybe other people will freak out. I will always be the one that's the rock of Gibraltar. Uh, I don't really feel threatened in these uh, these types of uh, situations. And in this situation, I didn't feel threatened, but I, I definitely felt like I had not <laughs> prepared. Uh, possibly I was concerned about Rosemary because I knew I could just tell the way she tensed up next to me. Uh, she, you know, we were shoulder to shoulder, and I could feel her tense up because she picked up on it as well. 
And we both uh, felt this presence come right up to our literally uh, nose to nose. Uh, well, not literally nose to nose, but right up directly in front of us. And then we both saw something kind of undulate uh, closer to the ground off to the right next to her. Before I could get the words out of my mouth, uh, perhaps we should come back in the morning. I forget exactly what I was going to say. She said, uh, I think we should leave. So we both, you know, just kind of walked out of the area and, uh, you know, I hadn't said anything to her. Uh, and then she immediately started telling me, uh, you know, what she perceived. And it was exactly what I had just uh, experienced. So I was pretty impressed with that. Um, I'll tell you what, validate. we'll get into more of this. It is now really fascinating. This is the real on-site ghost story, so to speak. Chris O'Brien and Gene talking shop. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Spring and a new growing season are here. Plant a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Never buy home canning jar lids again. No kidding. When you buy Tadler reusable canning lids once, you'll never buy canning lids ever again. Safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways containing BPA. But Tadler reusable canning lids are guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning. Tadler lids are made with a USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, safe for direct food contact, and contain no BPA. Tadler lids are dishwasher safe, usable with standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars are indefinitely reusable and are proudly made in the usa place orders at reusablecanninglids.com or call 1-877-747-2793 877-747-2793 call 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com that's reusablecanninglids.com for tadler reusable canning lids the original since 1976 
Will I have garlic breath after I take Ali C? We get that question all the time about the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. And the answer is Ali C contains stabilized allicin, nature's antimicrobial agent, and the active ingredient in crushed garlic, but will not give you garlic breath. Scientifically proven in double blind studies, using low doses of allicin greatly reduces the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Our powerful Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin. Just one tablet of Ali C is equivalent to 40 garlic cloves. It's effective against asthma, MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections, and helps lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Plus, it's a natural mosquito repellent. Boosts resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 877-888-7126 or garlichealthproducts.com. Fight back with Ali C. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. The Shop Talking episode of the Paracast with Gene and Chris. And Chris is basically telling us some fascinating tales. He's out there in the wilderness, just him and Rosemary Ellen Guiley, nobody around. And you felt the presence. It was unmistakable. I mean, it came across this expanse probably about 30 40 yards i felt it before i could really perceive it it was very faint but it was definitely there we both uh, felt it we turned around we left we went back up to the house and and we were discussing this and rosemary uh, was impressed she wanted to know more about the location i was telling her about some of the reports i took her there blind she had no idea why she was being taken there i didn't front load her with any sort of you know leading type information I just said, I want to get your impression of a particular spot, and, and, and that's where I took her. So we're sitting around the table discussing this. <laughs> Thank God I have a witness for this, this following little <laughs> postscript. She's facing uh, east. I'm facing south at the table. On the south side of the room were two rows of windows. There was a, a large windowsill on the bottom row that had two rows of, of plastic cups with dirt and plants in them. Uh, you know, for starts for the garden. And then above on the more narrow windowsill between the two sets of windows was another single row of these plants. And they were, you know, securely there. I mean, they were not just sitting there, you know, very tipsy. And Rosemary made the comment, well, I, I hope whatever it was down there didn't follow us back here. And the second she said that, I was looking right at one of the cups, and it leapt off the windowsill and landed on the rug. Now, if it had just toppled over, it would have fallen into the wide windowsill with the two rows of plants and knocked you know those plants over. It the leapt was off open. the windowsill into the room. <laughs> okay, the window was open? No. Okay. So it's not like the wind is coming through and it causes nope. things to fall And there was no down. wind. We checked all that. There was no earthly reason why this thing should have jumped off unless I have some sort of latent psychokinetic powers. I happen to be looking right at it when she said that. So maybe it was me. Maybe it was uh, 
maybe it was some weird sort of, uh, you know, instantaneous just add water poltergeist event with me as the catalyst or something. I don't know, but we both looked at each other and said, oh, boy, hopefully whatever that was didn't follow us here. And maybe it did. I didn't have any weird dreams or, you know, it didn't really freak me out. I, I was actually kind of I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, it's interesting, both- Chris. You tell us here you've had all these experiences, you're around this phenomenon all the time, but I'm always around people who have these experiences, but I never have them myself. Maybe I'm lucky. No, I don't know. I've, you know, it, validation of this type is, is exciting to me. Uh, you know, you can go months and months, even years working out in the field and not get a validation uh, that, you know, sometimes I, I wonder, why am I doing this? What is my motivation? I mean, what, you know, I'm spending all this time and money and resources and energy. And for what? You know, sometimes I get into this thing of, of just wondering, why why do I bother? And, uh, you know, because the more you get into this, obviously, the more jaded and the more skeptical you become. And, and, and that holds true for me. But I'm still open-minded enough to uh, to recognize when I think – coincidental, if you will, or synchronistic events happen that, that, that reinforce uh, that sense that you are properly motivated to do these things, that it's an unsung task and, and you know there's probably little, if any, reward at the end of the process. But it's, it's a journey of self-discovery and it's a journey of, of trying to, to uncover some of the things that uh, the skeptics just go crazy about. And uh, I, I think if if I could accomplish one thing and prove that there is something to all this in, in one way, shape or form or another, I'll die a happy man. I, I think it's a, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to, uh, to learn more about myself, learn more about the reality that I co-inhabit with everybody else. And, you know, we're living in interesting times. And I think if, if we are entering into this, uh, period of time that, may be catastrophic, it may be transformative. I, I think the areas of the planet that maybe are a little bit more special might be the places where these things are manifesting first. You know, Hold just on. to take the science fiction attitude here for a moment, because we have, of course, the anomalies in Primeval, the BBC TV series where strange creatures come through these anomalies and that the number of anomalies are increasing around the world. We have the TV show Fringe based on the same concept, that there is some interaction between reality A and reality B that's increasing. Do you see, looking at the paranormal universe, something in the factual real world as much of a real world as we live in? Do you see the same thing happening, that more and more of these window areas are appearing for one purpose or another? Well, I'm not sure if more of the, more of them are appearing. I think they're there already. I think we're seeing... Um, precursor type activity uh, in these areas uh, possibly ramping up um, we for some reason for instance we saw an upsurge of very interesting activity in the San Luis Valley right around the time period that Ellen, well, Rosemary Ellen and I went up there um, for instance the day before we arrived there was a 3.9 earthquake uh, pretty out of out of character for the area, just over the mountains, 30 miles to the to the east. Um, the night after we visited the first case that we investigated, there was quite a, a pretty spectacular UFO sighting that happened just over the mountains to the west. And then two nights later, there was another another sighting event that that occurred. 
Um, the people that we visited on Wednesday, uh, two nights later, well, actually three nights later on Friday night, had a, a very riveting sighting. So whether that's synchronistic, coincidental, or what have you, um, I do think that these special portal areas or window areas are going to, we're going to see an increase in activity in these areas which will presage possibly more of a general up, you know increase and ups uptick in, in activity around around the planet so i mean that's my my hunch that's my intuitive guess you know obviously i don't have anything to back that up but uh, it it might be interesting to see if this is actually the case and that we may be heading into some sort of heightened uh, period of activity that uh, maybe right around the corner. Is it something good or bad? I mean, we're hearing, of course, all the rumors about impending events, world-ending, world-changing events. Obviously, we have all those stories about 2012 and the Mayan calendar and all that, which I don't necessarily take seriously. But, I mean, it sounds good to speculate about it. So let's speculate about it. Are we seeing then an Armageddon, a change, a transition, what? I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, you know, um, I'd like to think of myself as the eternal optimist. You know, I'm I'm helping fill the glass. Forget the half empty, half full scenario. But um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think it's it's fifty fifty. I think it could go either way or both. Maybe some of us will be transformed, and the rest of us will die. You know, or the other way around. Or we'll just uh, remain normal schlubs and just. Cool. Right, just keep on keeping on. So, we are definitely entering a very, a very crucial, uh, I think, transitional period in human history. Uh, that sense I have very strongly. Whether this whole 2012 thing is just Y2012K or not, I have a suspicion it kind of is. I think we're going to see some pretty interesting, uh, I think, uh, geophysical. Uh, stuff going on, uh, similar to you know maybe an uptick in in more. Uh, earthquake, volcano, uh, weird weather. I think these things will continue to uh, escalate, and um, and this could give the appearance of something real negative. But maybe it's it's all it's all for the collective good, you know. Uh, maybe it's weeding out the gene pool. I you know I really don't know. Uh, the Maya my interpretation of uh, in my own research looking at the Maya calendars with plural. There's 17 of them. Uh, it, you see, that's the one thing I wanted to ask you about here. They talk about the end of one particular calendar or a group of calendars. Do they all speak of an end point in 2012? None of them speak of an end point. There's dates predicted by the Maya that go all, all the way to the year 5,000-something. The Mayan calendars do not end. It's like saying, our cal- when does our calendar end? Our calendar doesn't end. We have cycles in the Maya calendrical system. There's three, the Zolkin, the Katun, and the Baktun that are clicking over to a whole new cycle, like the odometer on, on your old uh, 60 Chevy odometer clicking over to zero. See, We're nowadays into- cars have 999,999 miles. It's no longer 100,000. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and, and they're digital, too. But um, I, I do sense It makes it that, easier uh, to backdate those odometers. You know, you go to the used car dealer, bring the car in, the car has 60,000 miles, but when the next person buys it, it's 23000 They do it digitally so you don't see some kind of Ooh. effect or anything. Easier yeah. to fake. Tell you what, seriously, we're talking to Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, the Shop Talking episode. You're in the Paracast. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Talking shop on the Paracast with Gene and Chris, talking about Chris's exploration in Colorado and New Mexico, strange events. We're talking about the calendars that might predict or forecast some kind of world-changing event. We've been talking about that for a long time, though. You know, for lots of years, every few years, well, the world's going to end next year, and somehow we seem to muddy through. But I have this other crazy theory. Whenever this happens, we are all universally transformed into another reality, and we go on. <laughs> right. What was that 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 uh, theory that somebody said? Well, the world actually ended in 1976 or something, and... Everything changed. We just don't have recollection of it or something. Oh, boy, if it did, I... Isn't that interesting? Think about that theory for yeah. a moment, ladies and gentlemen, that maybe we've gone through several realities already. We've left a few by the wayside, you know, sitting there on the cutting room floor. Imagine leaving a reality on the cutting room floor. It sounds like a motion picture. Or maybe this is the matrix existence. You ever think that all we are are <laughs> husks or brains in these laboratories in this container or glass filled with fluid hooked into large computer systems and we're imagining everything? We're all our worst nightmares? <laughs> well, uh, I, I can't really comment on that too much, but boy, I can comment on the year 1976, uh, which is my second year of college. I, I was 19 and boy, was I having fun. So if the world changed and everything, if the world ended and everything changed, it was probably during one of my psychedelic uh, experiences when that happened, and I was none the wiser. Yeah, well, maybe that's when you had the transition. We all had the transition when you were going to college. The world turned. Well, that's what I was doing in 76. I can't vouch for everybody else, but in fact, I can't even vouch for myself half the time that year. I had too much fun. Too many girlfriends, too much partying, and too much fun. Hmm. My crazy years were in my late 20s. I don't want to get into that again. It's just too complicated. <laughs> you were telling me that you're starting to lean more towards the ETH theory about UFOs again. What precipitated this? Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm starting to lean that way. I said I'm being pulled a little bit towards the center, the center being totally agnostic and neutral, neither pro-ETH or anti or pro interdimensional or meta or ultra-terrestrial or anti. Um, basically, the work of Ray Stanford, I think, um, does lend some credence to an ETH, potential ETH hypothesis. 
based on his observation that why would something dimensional need giant grandmother ships to carry mother ships to shoot off little scout ships unless they were trying to conserve energy traveling long distances? That rationale, that argument does um, have a ring to it. So, you know, I, I, again, I have never factored the ETH out. I just feel that we should exhaust all closed system uh, potential answers before we jump off planet. That's always been my uh, kind of my mantra about all this. But one of the things that I, I do recognize is um, some good diagnostic uh, scientific work that Ray Stanford has been doing uh, for many years. And, and it, does, uh, it does, I think, um, have relevance. And his, uh, his insight and, and observational acuity, uh, I think, does support the potential for an ETH uh, presence. I, I'm not convinced of it yet, but uh, more than any other person, I think he has uh, made the strongest argument supporting that particular uh, scenario. But none of that excludes the other explanations. No, of course not. The other, the other possibilities are probably uh, more prevalent in this uh, regard than uh, a standard ETH scenario. Now, looking back over, what, a year, year and a half ago, we have the book by the late Mac Tony's published after his death called The Crypto Terrestrials. And basically, it brought back theories that we've dealt with for a number of years about UFOs having an earthly or other dimensional origin. Looking at that today, did it make any impact at all? I don't think so. I think it may have opened people's minds up to, uh, you know, at least be aware of other possibilities. Uh, I I think he rehashed some ground that's already been, uh, you know, sort of uh, worked before John Keel, Trevor James Constable. There's a number of people that uh, have made proposals uh, suggesting alternative theories. So, of course, Jacques, Jacques Vallée and the whole idea of the metaterrestrial. Um, I think what he did was he... It was more of an exercise for him. I don't think he really fully bought into the, to his theory. Um, and throughout the book, he does mention that there's tons of holes in the theory. But it, it's it's an example of the type of creative thinking that I've been trying to champion during my uh, you know year here on the Paracast. And and I I think if it did anything, it really inspired people to start thinking outside of the box a little bit more and. And entertaining um, in, uh, an open mind and, and new possibilities. I think if 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 something could be said for that particular book, that that is what kind of comes through in my mind. I would have hoped it would have had <laughs> the impact, a much larger impact than it did. It was published by a small publisher, Anomalous Books. You know, good people. They publish really interesting volumes. Yeah, but the discussion a good really persevere much after we did the show yeah well you know i i did have the uh you know the opportunity to to spend an afternoon uh with mac uh, i did you know correspond with him some i i found him to be a real uh bright light in the younger generation that's uh coming up in this uh this whole <laughs> morass of a field and uh, he was a very insightful guy very creative excellent writer and uh, I, I just I'm, I'm saddened uh, still uh, today that, uh, you know, we don't have him uh, here, you know, shouldering al along with us. Uh, I, I do feel that there are other um, younger folks that are coming up in the field. Uh, you know, Micah Hanks, for instance, uh, 
Um, you know, there are a few John Greenwald and his work, of course, at the Black Vault. Um, I have a couple of, uh, you know, very interesting younger people that are interested in the San Luis Valley uh, work and, and live in the Valley area that I think have real potential. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said this on the program, but you go to your, you know, your old school average uh, UFO conference and the average age is somewhere around 70. So I think uh, the Mactonis of the world are out there. I think there's other young young people that want to get involved. I think that they need some motivation. They need uh, some guidance, some mentoring. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage any of our younger listeners out there who are interested in this field and want to get involved, roll their sleeves up and really dive in, that there are people out there that, that can help. Rosemary Guiley is an incredibly um, professional, experienced, and gifted in field investigator. I was uh, just dazzled. Uh, by her uh, bedside manner, how she dealt with people going through very traumatic, uh, in some cases, experiences. Um, she just has a very easy manner about her. And she, I'm sure she works great with these groups that, that she's involved with out in the field doing haunted site investigations, for instance. Uh, so there are some open-minded investigators out there who are not in this just solely for their uh, egos and self-aggrandizement, who are willing to share their experience, share their their talents and, and, and their insights with, uh, you know, motivated younger people. And, and this is really important. And I think having uh, Joshua uh, Warren rather on uh, in his <laughs> poor man's uh, guide to the paranormal, uh, I, I forget the actual title of the book, but, but, but this, is, this is a kind of uh, resource that uh, an up-and-coming investigator really could use. And, and I do applaud anyone out there who's been in this field for as long as myself and others, uh, to, to take some of these younger folks under their wings and, and really help help uh, educate them, train them, and get them uh, in a place where they can take the ball and, and continue you know, advancing it down the field, as it were. I kind of hope in the UFO field they don't just recover the old ground. You know, we went through the transition, E.T., the paranormal, crypto-terrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, all that stuff – and then new people get into the field, and what do they do? They start from scratch. They go right. back and cover the ground we covered in the 50s, and that sometimes is very unfortunate. Now, when we get into the next segment, I think it's a good time we start focusing on questions from our listeners. I think Chris has answered some of them already, but there are loads of questions possibly to fill a lot of the remainder of the episode. We'll see. This is the Shop Talk session of the Paracast. We should do more of them. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's one 800 728 
2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation. What's going on as a nation? We do these same things personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at chachingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Chachingwisdom.com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month our clubs work with everyone's budget plus when you join freeze dry guy clubs you'll get additional rewards for example this month get 10 percent back in survival bucks on all purchases in the freeze dry guy product line plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount hurry go to freeze dry or call 866-404-3663 that's freeze dry or call 866-404-3663 the freeze dry guy the best you can buy The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. We return talking about everything and anything under the sun. But as you see, Chris is such a great guest, in addition to being a great co-host, that I can just sit here, ask him questions and relax and hang out, and he's got stories and experiences to express. 
I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And when we announced a special Shop Talking episode, I posted a message about it in our forums at forum.paracast.com. That's forum.paracast.com. Asked our listeners to ask anything without restriction, which can get us in trouble. So, Chris, I'm going to ask some questions which I will answer, and then you can answer. And maybe if you want, you can ask a few questions. But you usually do that, so I'll take the role. Okay, from Angelo, who's one of our moderators in the forums. And he tends to take a skeptical point of view here. So here's what he asks. He asks five questions. Okay, who has been your favorite guest or guests since Chris became co-host? And you know what, Chris? I'll ask that question of you. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Boy, we've had so many good ones. Of course, it was just an honor and a pleasure to have a chance to uh, to talk, uh, speak with uh, Dr. Jacques Vallée. Of course, Jerry Clark. The Mosley episode, I think, was fascinating. Um, we've had so many, Gene. Uh, that's one thing about the Paracast is we do tend to bring out the <laughs> the more of the A-list sort of thinkers. And, and I think uh, we have some of the one of the best archives out there uh, for a show of this type. So. You know they've all been good. I, I enjoyed the uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the Ray episode. Of course, that was before I was on board, but uh, it was one of my first co-hosting jobs. I I kind of got a chuckle out of that one. Now here's um, a couple of interesting episodes that occurred. I think you might appreciate and mention. And of course, there was the one we have with Leslie Kane. This was right. just about the week in 2010 when she came out with that UFO book. Yeah. I thought it was very fascinating. We had a lot of fun. James Carrion was interesting because yeah. I said after he was basically almost accusing MUFON, not just accusing but stating outright they were dishonest, I said, okay, are you a disinformation agent? And James Carrion promptly after that show put me on his blacklist, his email blacklist, which means whenever I write to him, it's bounced. So that was a disappointment. Former Governor Jesse Ventura was fascinating because he seems like the kind of temperamental guy. If you ask him the wrong question the wrong way, he'll disappear. But he loved his time with the Paracast and the 30-second close where he just couldn't say anything better about us. It was just extolling our virtues. It's almost a commercial, a 30-second commercial for the Paracast <laughs> to listen to that final portion of the episode with Governor Ventura. That was good. Yeah, Jesse was good. We've just had so many guests. Gosh, I'm up to what, about almost 60 shows now, I think. Uh, as soon as you get a gold watch. I said that before. <laughs> uh, the episode with, oh, who was our, our Dulce guy? Um, oh, what the heck was his name? Uh, the guy I met at Angel Fire and talked about the, the Colonel X. And uh, I, I found it amusing because uh, it's interesting to see the enthusiasm of somebody fairly new to the field getting involved and possibly getting in a little bit over their heads. <laughs> Way over his head. I mean, he came out with a book. And the guy we're talking about is Anthony Sanchez. There we go. And it's the episode of October 10th, 2010. So if you haven't heard it, you may want to download this episode because this is where – we pointed out that his research wasn't very inclusive. They kind of accepted things because they were in print, which was yeah. also very unfortunate. But the worst is, within two days after that show is broadcast, he quits the field because of a personal problem. And then a few days later, he comes back. He publishes an e-version of his book. But guess what? He still doesn't give us access. So we've never read the book. Right. And we won't because he won't give us access. Right. Oh, well. Among the disappointments. Any other big disappointments, you think? Well, yeah. I mean, other than Richard Souter. 
I think he was a disappointment. Richard Souter was a disappointment, but you know, in light of the the time frame at three in the morning, uh, and you know, some real personal uh, uh, drama and trauma that he's been going through over the past year. Uh, I, I was a little dismayed at the the last half of the show, but I still stand by my contention that Richard Souter is one of our top experts when it comes to government's uh, role in the building and maintaining of uh, secret underground facilities. I, I think uh, no one has uh, even come close to doing the amount of research and quality of research that he's done. So you can say what you want about the man, but you can't take that away from him. His book, Underground Bases and Tunnels, What is the Government Trying to Hide, is the seminal work on the subject. So uh, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, you know, Not I because guess he I had his cell phone <laughs> too close to his computer. <laughs> or the Ecuadorian mosquitoes, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'll go he's, for the cell phone. He's, he's, he's kind of an irascible guy. He's uh, very uh, thin-skinned and very touchy and... It's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it was three in the morning, and I wish him all the best. Anything I can do to, to help him in his research, I'd be more than happy to, to volunteer, and, and if I can do something, I'd be more than willing to help him. I do still have uh, admiration and respect for his uh, body of work. All right, this question number two from Angelo points to you, I think. Have you been surprised by any of the discussions you've seen in the forum? And the reason I pointed to you is because I'll give the quick answer. No, because I've been doing forum stuff since the 1980s, and nothing anywhere surprises me. What about you? Yeah, I agree, but what was the one thread about the, the blonde woman? What was she saying, something about... I don't know, the aliens are coming or something, and then somebody discovered uh, some footage of her pole dancing or something. <laughs> that one kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, well, it, just because somebody's pole dancing doesn't mean they don't have Well, no, it was the response from the from the, some of our forum posters. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have some pretty funny people. You know, I, I'm not surprised at all at how the forum evolves and, and kind of has a life of its own. I try to stay uh, out of the fray as much as possible, uh, but being a moderator, I do get pulled into certain, uh, you know, possible contentious, you know, adversarial situations. And I'm really trying to um, to temper my own personal, uh, you know, role in the in the forum as much as possible and, and, and try to be as objective and as fair as as, as possible. Uh you know, I think uh, I think we do have one of the best forums out there, and I applaud everybody that takes the time to read through these threads and to uh, do very good research. I'm I'm constantly uh, just amazed and gratified at the amount of work that some of our posters uh, undergo to come up uh, with some good research to you know to back up their particular points of view or to refute somebody else's point of view. And uh, it is a, a real lively debate. I, I think Angelo, uh, one of our moderators, uh, who's actually asking these questions, uh, I think he brought up a very good point recently that that we're really not going to change each other's minds. The the best we can hope for, um, you know, skeptics to true believers and everything in between. The best we can hope for is just to to validate our own thinking through good objective uh, fact and data and research and at least present our positions. I don't think anybody thinks we're going to change somebody else's mind. Sometimes it appears that way, but but I think good, lively debate and keeping an open mind and being objective are really key uh, ingredients. We do have some posters that it doesn't matter what you say or how you say it, they are going to disagree with you. And, and some of those because, posters you feel like, 
you want to just slap them in the face or in the head as a result. Before we slap anybody or our sponsors slap us, <laughs> this is the Shop Talk episode of the Paracast. I'm Gene with Chris. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack! Attack! of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral, viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. Forty cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available with a 25-year shelf life. A full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. 
Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Well, we just made it. The sponsors didn't slap us. Oh, good. It came close. Time. Get my gold and my silver and my uh, oxidized water and... Uh, and get all my survival supplies ready so all those Europeans, when hell breaks loose, uh, they'll come over here and knock on my door. Okay. The title is Gene and Chris Talk Shop. And Angelo has another question, number three. Chris, how is the SLV setup going? You've not discussed it much, so I'm hoping you'll take a few minutes of this episode to discuss it. So we discussed briefly your trip to Colorado and everything. Well, yeah, we I, we had many birds with one stone on that one. I had about four different hats on. One of the hats that I had on going up there was my um, SOB camera project hat. We've, you know, we've taken a, a kind of a right turn here. We're starting to realize that the Sony Vios uh, camera setup is not robust enough, unfortunately, for the really rigorous uh, environmental conditions there in the San Luis Valley, and we did trash uh, one of our cameras. So what we've done is we've uh, reassessed um, our equipment needs, and we're going to go with uh, uh, another specialized security camera uh, company called Axis, and they have much more robust equipment uh, that's pretty much warranted down to um, 45, I think, below zero. The other camera system, the Sony, is, I think, only good down to 20 below, and we surpassed that by about 15 degrees last winter. So, Oh, boy. Well, of course, Sony is better at making TV sets, right? Right. Well, it's the optics are very good. The Axis optics uh, are not much better. They, they are a little bit better. It's a high-def camera uh, setup. It's not a standard def, number one. Um, so we've, we've got the added... Uh, uh, amount of pixels. Um, it is an H.264 codec camera, so that is a, a real positive. But that, ladies most- and gentlemen, by the way, is an industry standard for right. digital movie compression, giving you very high quality images. A lot of the stuff you see now is H.264. Right. So, an interesting development that has occurred um, is a local radio station is very interested in in becoming part of the project. They're they're being required by the by the government, I think the uh, FCC to uh, increase the height of their tower because they're transmitting at such a at such a power level, and they're actually radiating the ground. There, there's uh, significant you know potential harm that could be done to people standing under the tower, which is only about 75 feet tall. It's on the top of a 12,000 foot mountain. This would be my number one most important, I think, location out of the seven locations that we planned out, and this is on top of a very a very sizable mountain in the middle of the valley area there. And and what they've uh, been asked to do by the government is, to, and, and they've been helped with some grant money and other things, is to double the height of their tower to about 150 feet. So 
to have a state-of-the-art access camera on top of a 150-foot tower on top of a 12,000-foot mountain, that one camera location will give us line of sight from Albuquerque to Leadville. So we're talking about a 340, 350-mile um, you know, field of view, if you will. Um, also, if they'd carry the Paracast, we'd love it. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Let's talk to them about that. In fact, if you're going to help them, why don't you say, look, you got to carry the show. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we'll look forward to further word about that. Question number four. We already talked about Ray Stanford, so we'll leave that. Number five, I guess this goes to everything that happens in the paranormal field from day one. Why is there so much infighting in paranormal circles? Well, I guess whenever you put two people in a room, you can have a controversy, a debate, a conspiracy. There you go. Well, I think it boils down to ego and wanting to uh, to be right and convince other people that they're wrong. Uh, a lot of people in this field have invested in particular theories, uh, you know, lines of reasoning, sort of uh, personal uh, preferences in terms of what to believe, what not to believe, what to go after and look for data for to bolster your own uh, view. And I think a lot of the infighting has to do with posturing and people wanting to be right and other people wanting to be wrong. It's unfortunate. Uh, I come from the Rodney King can't we all just get along school? I think that everybody should be working, pulling, pulling on the oars in the same direction. Just because we don't agree doesn't mean that we can't agree to disagree and, and work together. Uh, I think that, that only with a concerted you know, sense of, of team effort uh, are we going to ever pull this field forward. I think you know, all the fractious infighting is one of the, the major stumbling blocks for gaining uh, mainstream acceptance which is, is, is slowly coming, I think. But if there wasn't so much contentious uh, backbiting and backstabbing in the field, uh, you know, there, there are people that, that will, you know, totally milk you dry for your data, accept, you know, all your work and all your efforts. And then as soon as you are viewed as like a threat to their personal career, then they dump you like a discarded Kleenex and then turn around, stab you in the back and try, and try to, try to ruin your name and reputation in the field. I don't have time for that. And I don't think anybody in this field uh, has time for that. And so some of these uh, personalities in the field that um, I could point to but won't, uh, they need to really, you know, <laughs> stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself and, uh, and realize that we're all in this together, that no one single person can solve any of these mysteries. It's only through a concerted team effort and a uh, a sense of camaraderie and working together that we're ever going to move the ball down the field. I think a lot of times people try to embroil the power cast in some of these controversies. I know I see blogs from some people attacking us for one reason or another. And on a rare occasion, I've responded, but just in a very limited way because it's unproductive. Because a lot of the times what they're saying doesn't have any relationship to the truth. You know, it's like the forums. We're talking about the forums and the activities there. And we have situations there where people leave the forums because we wouldn't let them abuse the privilege. What I mean by that is these forums are open in the sense of they're available to the public, available to anybody to join if you adhere to a terms of service. And what we mean by terms of service is lay low on the personal attacks. Sometimes the language gets a little bit out of shape, but we understand that. We are, as they say, benevolent dictators. Chris, myself, Ron Collins, Don Ecker, Angelo, of course. 
the key is if they become excessive, what they do, abusing other members, abusing other people, defamation, we're going to say stop it. We're going to bar them. But that's true with any forum because, remember, it's still a private company that runs it. You know, this is not the government running a public forum. This is a private company, a company that puts on the show the Paracast. And we have the right to do anything we want in our forums. We've decided to be benevolent dictators in the sense that we let people have their say about anything under the sun. As soon as they get a little bit overboard, we say stop. And that's where you go. And I think exactly. we do better than a lot. Some places, you know, it gets to be pretty unbridled. They oh, don't boy, believe in any controls. And I think that's wrong. I think you have yeah. to sometimes. Yeah. And there's other sites that if you don't adhere to the site's particular point of view, then you're the enemy and boom, you're gone. So we're accused we, of that. We, we're trying to be true. objective here. Yeah, we're accused. And of we that, have some but- real creative flamers, too, that just skirt that line of personal attack. And, and uh, we have some real creative flamers here. And and I, I get a chuckle sometimes reading some of the uh, <laughs> comebacks. Yeah, I, I've kind of thrown a few in there myself from time to time. And uh, But I haven't been like a, a previous host of the show who <laughs> has felt the, the necessity to ban himself. <laughs> I haven't gotten that bad yet, so... We don't want to get into that, but it's true. We have a, someone who used to work with the show who has told us in no uncertain terms he will not allow his name to be mentioned on the show on the threat of physical violence. I won't mention who that is. Isn't that weird? But seriously speaking, that person banned himself from the PowerCast. I've never banned myself. I've felt the need sometimes to maybe consider banning other people, but I tend to be, you know, a little bit too gentle about the process because when they come back and say, you banned me, I'll be a good boy or a good girl, and I say, you know what, come on back. You know, I'll be forgiving. You're a big softy, Gene. Come on, you got it. <laughs> yes. Nobody believes that. <laughs> you can believe that this is the Gene and Chris talk shop show. Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien, you're in. The Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store.theparacast.com. 
Spring and a new growing season are here. Plant a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A, seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Boy, this is moving. You know, we're almost finishing the second hour of the show. Answering your questions, Gene and Chris talking shop about anything and everything under the sun. It doesn't have to be at the paranormal. And we're still getting through the questions. We've barely covered more than a few questions. And I'm going to get to another one here in the PowerCast. This is from Hot Soup. Okay? I don't know if it's chicken soup or matzo ball soup, but we'll have to ask Hot Soup about Hot Soup. I am compelled to bring up my curiosity about the one paranormal story one of you would never share on the radio. I recall a few episodes where one of you, I forget which, say you will never talk about it 
Disclosure. I don't know what that person means. Neither do I. We talk about it all the time. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, comment. Again, I tell you, the whole John Alexander episode was basically built around uh, the whole idea of disclosure. And, of course, his book, uh, UFOs, uh, Myths, Realities, and Conspiracies, I think uh, was the name of it. Uh, That was also one of my favorite episodes, too, by the way. I found that very, very uh, revealing. Uh, Also, Grant Cameron episode, the presidential UFO episode. Right. A lot of that. So I'm not sure. uh, I don't think you've ever said that, and I don't think I have. I I just – I look at disclosure as being a pipe dream. I mean, you know, I have a sense that the government, I think, monolithically – is more confused about all this stuff than we are. So how can they disclose that they're confused and not in control? It, it just it doesn't it it's, doesn't make sense to me. What will the population think if the government admits, "Hey, we have things going on around us. We have no defense against them. We can't control it." Do you want to do that to the population? You'll cause panic in the streets. Let's move to another question, which is part two here from Hot Soup. I don't know if it's chicken or mishmash soup. Hot soup is really mishmash soup. What that is is you mix the kreplak, which is kind of like Jewish wontons, matzo balls, chicken noodles, carrots, mishmash soup. It's great if you can find it. Jewish penicillin. I'll tell you. Has the Powercast ever thought of setting up their own loose network of paranormal researchers, taking the experiments, evidence, and trek of the UFO remaining phenomenon into your own hands? You know, personally, I don't think we have the resources for that. Yeah, that would be nice if we did. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we had a benefactor, I'm serious for a moment. If we had, you know, and not a Robert Bigelow, not somebody who wants controls over the system. And I wouldn't, you know, I guess we'd be tempted if a Robert Bigelow comes to the Powercast and says, okay, here's a million dollars, do something, indulge yourself. You know, we'd have to think carefully about it. Instead, you know, we just struggle along and all that kind of thing, trying to pay the bills. But I think if somebody out there, kind of a modern-day Lawrence Rockefeller came to us and said, here is the funding for that to cover the company's operations, setting up a network of researchers, paying them to do research. I'd love to see it happen, but the management would be a bear, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, it'd be the human resources department that would have the real real problems. You know, in answer to the question, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, I've been networking and uh, offering my help and, and requesting the help of, of, of other fellow uh, researchers and investigators for years. You know, I've pretty much met uh, quite a number of the people that you could call field investigators out there uh, that, uh, you know, have published. And, and I think that, uh, again, getting back to the idea of teamwork, I, I think it's a great idea. It would, you know, if we had the resources and we had the time uh, to devote to a program like that, you know, I get Leslie Kane involved. For instance, uh, she has a very similar idea. I think she wants to do that, you know? I think she'd love to do that. I think it would be a great idea. And I'd love to set up monitoring stations at some of the the known uh, areas of high incidence around the world, Uh, areas that tend to have more predictable activity than other areas or or even the the possibility of predictive activity. I think it would be great to monitor these areas 24-7 with every tool in our our toolbox. And sure, you know, gosh, man, somebody out there, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or – or, uh, you know, you can name a number of these. Uh, Paul Allen, Steve kids. Jobs, Steve right. Ballmer even. I wouldn't begrudge Microsoft Yeah, money. Bill Gates. Hey, what the heck? You know, let's, uh, let's get some of these fat cat guys uh, looking not only at health issues like Bill Gates and his foundation and education, but, but look at um, it expanding human awareness about the very reality that we all co-inhabit. 
I, I think it's important. This could be, you know, potentially one of the most important issues ever facing humanity. We need to get off this planet before we get hit by an asteroid or the sun goes nova. We have an evolutionary imperative to get out and see the universe. We have to understand what is interacting with us here in this particular closed system before we ever hope to do that. So it's a kind of a walk before you run scenario in my book. And with Obama now, you know, canceling manned space flights for the foreseeable future, you know, we need to uh, really work together as a team and get the funding to do, do it right. Okay, seriously, I'm going to say this seriously. If anyone out there has the funding, knows of someone who might be able to do it, contact us, news at theparacast.com. I'm very serious about this, no joke. News at theparacast.com. If you want to help fund research, fund the activities, become an investor. You know, this is, of course, not one of those regulatory agreements that people sign or, you know, we're not stating anything in terms of promises. This is not a public offering or anything. It's kind of an informal thing. If anyone wants to help, write us, news at theparacast.com, and let's see where it takes us. It may take us nowhere. You know, I think it's a pipe dream. Let's go on to some more questions here. From Hellfire, that's the username, okay? Totally out of left field. What's your favorite movies of all time? Let me give you mine. The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original with Michael Rennie, not the one with Keanu Reeves, which I thought was perfectly awful. The original one, I think, was a wonderful movie, which also influenced a lot of the UFO contactee claims of that year. The silvery-suited alien with a message of peace, be peaceful, or suffer the consequences. Filled the UFO contactee lore from then on. The original Forbidden Planet, okay, with Leslie Nielsen before he became a comedian. The first Captain Kirk. You know, if you think of the characters in the movie Forbidden Planet. And now, you know, it's got a lot of that 50s sensibility about it. The special effects were decent. One of the few motion picture companies to put big special effects budget into a movie. Kind of an A kind of movie instead of the B movies. I thought it was a great movie. Also, I think, despite all the flaws about it, the original Star Wars set a trend in terms of movies. On TV, of course, Star Trek made you want to think. Chris, what about you? Well, I, I'm not really a movie buff. I'm more of a film buff. <laughs> uh, but, but that being said, I, I tend to go Explain the distinction. <laughs> Movies are for mindless entertainment for a couple hours or an hour and a half. Films, films in my kind of personal definition, uh, challenge you to think about uh, life in a, in a new revealing sort of way that you're given a stimulus to to really ponder over what the message of the film was. And um, I tend to go with directors. Uh, of course, anything that uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, produced uh, is way up on my list. Um, you know, I could, uh, I could start rattling off names, Clockwork Orange, 2001, Full Metal Jacket, um, even Eyes Wide Shut, uh, <laughs> scary as it was, uh, uh, frightening in not the horror film frightening way, but in a more of a psychologically frightening way. Um, the, the original Manchurian Candidate, I thought, was uh, was John Frankenheimer. Uh, that film was very good. Um, if I had to, to pick a favorite, you know, it's interesting film, about that. Just the this, of course, the not the remake, but the original film Frank Sinatra and the late Kai D played this Korean psychologist who 
hypnotizes the Manchurian candidate. Kaidi also played the original Woe Fat on the original Hawaii Five O, the arch villain. Although he was Norwegian, actually, not Oriental, although he always played Oriental roles. And his paranormal aspect, by the way, is he was a regular guest on the Long John Nepple show. Hmm. Trivia. Well, it's definitely, definitely a uh, up there on my list. Of course, having gone to film school, uh, Metropolis, I think, is one of the classic uh, silent era films, a Fritz Lang masterpiece, uh, Jean Cocteau's uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it, you know, I've, I've just got such a long list, but if I had to boil it down to a single favorite movie in the movie sense, it would be like Raiders of the Lost Ark, maybe, or um, uh, Clockwork Orange, if you want to go into the film realm. Um, I tend to go with the either super over-the-top fun, you know, in a, in a movie style, Saturday matinee sort of deal, or a serious uh, message film uh, like, like A Clockwork Orange, of course, from the famous uh, Anthony Burgess uh, novel. I think it was Anthony Burgess, right, that wrote that? It's interesting, though, a lot of the things you see in these movies based on novels, and quite often, you know, they take those novels and distort them. Of course, I think one movie I have a lot of fun with is Total Recall. The original, there's a mm -hmm. remake coming out with yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sharon Stone based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Right, that was very good. We are Although doing our Shop Talk episode. <laughs> it's the Shop Talk episode of the Paracast. I'm Gene, he's Chris O'Brien, you're in. The Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I didn't think we could do three hours of this. We just finished two. But this is Gene and Chris Talk Shop episode of the Paracast. Right now, we're at the point of answering your questions. The first one before the break, talking about our favorite movies. And now, another question of significance Number two. You ready for number two? Question number two. Door number two from Hellfire. What's your favorite UFO strange awareness books? Okay, anything of the original series from Major Donald Kehoe because it made me want to think about UFOs. Yeah. UFOs, yeah, Our awesome Haunted Planet by John Keel. And also Operation Trojan Horse. That's way up on my list. Way up. And, of course, books by Jacques Vallée. 
Dimensions, Confrontations, uh, Passport to Magonia, The Invisible College, they're all excellent. Enjoyed books from Jerome Clark. By the way, Jerome Clark will be back on the Paracast in a few months. He's working on a major revision for one of his classic books. When that's done, he'll be back. All right. There you go. It's always a pleasure. Let's go to another question here. Well, this I think we answered already. Who has been the most frustrating guest you've ever interviewed on the Paracast? (laughs) Well, I think we've kind of gone there. Certainly in the early years of the Paracast, we had that arch criminal. What else can you say about him? Bill Nell, and within an hour, he hung up on us. Yes, I think that was frustrating. Eric Julian, you know, one of these alien science kind of guys. Very, very frustrating guest. No, Richard Sauter was a little frustrating, too. Yes, he was. I think so in the same ballpark there. Frustrating. (laughs) David Sarita, very frustrating. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh, I'm glad I wasn't in on that one. Right, and he'll never be on again. Speaking of guests who will probably never be on, okay, we got a mailing from a publisher, two copies of the book from Whitley Strieber, new book from Whitley Strieber, and over the years... We've tried to get him on the show. He says, yes, I'll come. And then Ann Streber, his wife, says, no, he can't. So we actually booked him on the show through the publicist from his book publisher. Whitley writes back and says, no. Why? Because we've attacked him in the forums. I haven't attacked him. Chris? I haven't attacked him. No, but all right. Some people have been critical. So in exchange for that, we had a couple of email exchanges that got increasingly, shall we say, incendiary, especially on his part. I posted something in the forum that will make him never. I explained why he's not going to be on the show and then included a cartoon of a chicken. Right. Well, the line that he uh, put in there, you should reread Matthew 3, verse 6 or whatever, which is the famous line about casting pearls before swine. I took that as offense. I think we have, if not the best group of up-to-speed, objective listeners of any show of this type, but our forum posters, I think, are, are just dazzling. I learned so much reading uh, these threads. And to say something so disingenuous like that um, and insult our wonderful up-to-speed uh, listenership and readership, I, I thought was just a, that that was over the top. And, and I really had to, uh, to answer uh, back very, uh, very pointedly to that particular comment that he made. Um, Unfortunately, uh, some of these A-list personalities, if you don't buy into their whole shtick, then you're the enemy. And uh, unfortunately, I think Whitley uh, is, is he's gun shy. He knows that uh, we will ask the tough questions. We will get to the bottom of, uh, you know, his story as, as much as we possibly can. And, and we won't uh, we won't soft shoe the whole thing. Uh, you know, I think everybody who's on the show for the most part, uh, attempts to answer as, as uh, honestly and as, um, you know, as um, directly as possible. And I don't think he can, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to stand the heat in the kitchen. Uh, And I think uh, he knows that. Well, I guess if you make a public appearance, you ought to be prepared for that. But I'm not going to say any more. Okay. From Double Knot Spy. (laughs) And his signature says, may I please go back to the zoo now? It has a picture of a monkey or something in there. But seriously. That's a typewriter. (laughs) That's a typewriter. Okay, here we go. Glad to hear about this episode. I second the request for an update on the SLV monitoring project. We did that already. Actually, I'd like to hear Chris spend 10 or 20 minutes talking about how Sedona compares to the SLV, 
what things are not to be missed on a visit to Sedona and whatever other recent adventures he wants to talk about. We kind of covered most of this, but Sedona. So anything to say about Sedona before we go to the next question? Well, uh, Sedona has uh, slowly over the years gained the reputation of being the metaphysical uh, capital of the U.S., uh, some people would say the world. When I moved to Arizona back in 2004, I told my girlfriend I would be willing to check out Arizona, but any place but Sedona. And, of course, uh, as fate would have it, I ended up in Sedona. Actually, Paul Davids was my uh, my landlord. I was in one of Paul's rental properties for a couple a couple, three years and really enjoyed it there. But, you know, the whole concept of spiritual elitism and my spirit guide is better than yours and, um, you know, getting really proficient at being able to count people's nose hairs uh, around the Sedona area um, was uh, uncomfortable for me. And, and I slowly found myself moving further and further away from the center of town <laughs> And now I'm about 20 miles down the hill from Sedona. Uh, Sedona is a very beautiful place. Uh, it has a lot of very magical qualities to it, uh, using that word loosely. It's one of the most beautiful spots uh, in America, if not one of the most beautiful spots on the planet. It's jaw-droppingly gorgeous. But, you know, the amount of New Age commercialism uh, kind of makes me squirm. Uh, there's a lot of wannabe um, psychics and channelers and healers. Uh, there are some very good ones, but... You know, you got to weed through the chafe uh, and separate the signal from the noise in that particular realm. And and it does have some drawbacks. Um, there is a, a lack of a sense of, of real community here. Well, you wouldn't think that in a place that touts itself as being so enlightened. But, you know, it, 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 like any place, you're going to find issues that need to be uh, addressed, I think, in the community. And I just prefer not to engage in, in the ungrounded style of thinking that Sedona is famous for. And uh, I think it's great for a person like a David Sereda or um, some of the other people that have uh, relocated here uh, fairly recently over the last few years. Um, I, 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 it's wonderful um, for them. I think it really, uh, really empowers them and, uh, and keeps them uh, <laughs> pontificating. Uh, and, uh, you know, what to each their own. I, I just find it... Um, a little bit artificial feeling, and uh, it's become you know, a tourist trap. Yeah, well, for the paranormal. I, a paranormal. If I hear about another sure. new channeler coming to town, one you know, one more time, I'm probably going to scream. The channeler of the week show. Yeah, Zush, formerly known as Robert Shapiro, now known as uh, well, just fill in the blank. <laughs> What? Uh, Robert Shapiro was one of the first real major channelers here back in the late 80s, early 90s. He had Not related to the famous lawyer of the same name who started no. LegalZoom.com. No, no, no. This is Robert Shapiro from the Sedona Emergence uh, Light Technologies uh, Group. All right. That's good to know. Or not good to know, depending on your point of view. All right, let's move on with questions here. From Pixel Smith. And he's one of the guys who tends to have very contrary views. And that's why he's asking this question, and we'll start here and persist with this in our next segment. Have you changed your mind one way or another about any conspiracies over the years? Well, of course, the most famous conspiracy of all. When I was a kid, I took the story that Lee Harvey Oswald killed President Kennedy seriously. I then went to a lecture featuring a former New York State legislator, Mark Lane, and became convinced there was a conspiracy. That hasn't changed. Since then, what about you? 
What did you believe or disbelieve and what changed? You know, I I really haven't. um, I I have a sense about these things that I I rely on. And then I do as much research as I can and have time for to to find out if my hunch is correct. Uh, Generally, I think it's it's fairly right on. But, you know, a, a lot of these things will never be solved. So there's there's no way to really know. I haven't really changed my opinion. I think, if anything, my opinions have become more entrenched and more solidified. Uh, and uh, in in terms of the second question, has anyone been responsible for you changing your views on a conspiracy theory or paranormal event? I mentioned Ray Stanford kind of just nudging me back towards the center a, a, a smidge. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll get to a smidge of Ray Stanford. And other subjects soon. Gene and Chris talk shop. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. As many people know, ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been devaluating. What people don't know, however, is how this directly affects your personal finances. Is there a way to protect your portfolios from losing value? The answer to all of this is gold and silver. They both have maintained their purchasing power for 6,000 years. If you had $100,000 in cash and $100,000 in gold and silver back in 1913 and kept them until now, your cash would have the buying power of only $4,800. But your gold and silver would have the buying power of three million dollars the answer to protecting your assets is simple call john ballman today at 1-800-686-2237 extension 169 get all your questions answered before your money is worth zero call 1-800-686-2237 extension 169 take action today while we still accept paper dollars for gold that's 1-800-686-2237 extension 169 If you own a septic system or if you're facing costly septic system replacement, this message is for you. When you want to stop paying for pump outs and avoid backups, when you've had enough of the foul odors and costly repairs, use BioSafe One Septic Solution. Now there's an easy-to-use, 100% guaranteed answer to all your septic system problems. BioSafe One Septic Solution. BioSafe One is patented and made specifically for all septic systems and made by the same team of scientists who help clean up the Exxon Valdez oil spill. 
BioSafe One decontaminates and removes sludge, stops costly pump outs and repairs, and removes septic system stench, all with a 100% success rate. See what gives BioSafe One Septic Solution the advantage over any other septic product at BioSafeOne.com. That's B I O S A F E O N E.com. BioSafeOne.com. Or call toll free 1 866 424 6663. That's 1 866 424 6663. BioSafe One, the guaranteed bio friendly money saving way to clean your septic system. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation. What's going on as a nation? We do these same things as, personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at chachingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Chachingwisdom.com. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com It's the shop and we talk with Gene and Chris on the Paracast and we were focusing on a question from Pixel Smith who calls himself the Paranormal Master because it's one of the titles we confer on people who post a lot in the forums at forum.paracast.com and you mentioned Ray Stanford that he had nudged you back towards the ETH a little bit with Just regard slightly. to UFOs. Okay. But in terms of an actual theory or, or a single paranormal event, you know, not really. Again, I kind of stand by my previous answer. Um, I don't tend to go with um, others' opinions. I, I go with a constellation of, of research and, and my own investigative process to really make up my mind about these things. Um, I'm generally not that... Uh, not that malleable uh, when it comes to people, you know, really impacting my thinking. There are a few exceptions. David Perkins, my mentor, has wrote, uh, written the forward to, you know, all four of my published books. He's someone that uh, very early on supported my suspicion that we were dealing with closed system phenomena, not something off planet like I initially believed when I got involved in this field in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, I quickly uh, realized that that you know, that just couldn't possibly be a, a, a one-size-fits-all answer. And David was very instrumental in supplying me with with uh, books and uh, introducing me to writers and researchers who uh, take more of an out-of-the-box out approach uh, to these subjects. So he was instrumental in helping me mold my own thinking. But in answer to uh, <laughs> Pixel Smith's third question, have either of you ever had the urge to slap the crap out of me? Okay, Pixel Smith, here we go. <laughs> 
You're a funny guy. Actually, no. Um, I think you're a constant source of uh, amusement. I, I, I love your <laughs> – the way you are so passionate about the way you present your particular uh, unique style of thinking and, and, uh, and keep it up. Uh, I enjoy reading your posts. Okay. So we have a question from JT whose subtitle for his username is Maybe Logic or Maybe Not, right, JT? Okay. First question here. Why do so many ufologists either lose their perspective or lose their minds? I think the first answer would be, well, you become wedded to a theory very early on. And I'll cite Major Donald Kehoe as an example, who came to believe that UFOs were spaceships, and that was it for him. He came to that viewpoint within a year or two after starting to follow the phenomenon, and he didn't think of anything else. I think to some degree, maybe Stanton Friedman has maybe lost his perspective as a result. I think he might be a little bit too wedded, for example, to the MJ-12 documents. So those are examples, although I respect Stan. I certainly respect the late Major Keogh. I met him a few times. Seemed like a really nice guy with a lot of fascinating information to present. You, Chris, what do you think? Well, I I, I agree. Uh, You know, I think perspective is something that sometimes you don't realize that you've lost it until others have to suggest to you that maybe you should look at that, uh, that maybe you're, you're becoming a little bit biased in, in your perspective. I think the more, um, people who publish and are public in this field, the more they, they tout particular theories, the more they become tied to them. And, and they have to continue supporting it or admit they're wrong. And uh, Stan, of course, in the MJ-12 documents would be a classic example of that. Sure, there may be some truth in those documents, but they're not. I don't think uh, we can't accept them at face value. And uh, I think he is so in, in invested in this whole scenario that it's you know, virtually impossible for him to, uh, to come out and say anything you know, contrary to what he's already said. In terms of losing their minds, um, I think based on my own personal experience, um, I haven't really known too many uh, ufologists who have lost their minds. Um, (laughs) I suspect that a few have, but I don't know for certain. One person that's always puzzled me is Tom Adams, who was very instrumental in my early investigative process. He supplied me with boxes and boxes of hard copies of San Luis Valley-related materials, which are still to this day invaluable to me. But all of a sudden, about 10 years ago, he literally fell off the map. He disappeared. Uh, Even his best friends uh, were unable to get him to respond and, and, and get in contact. He's still out there. Uh, he may have found the Lord or something. Uh, there's some question that maybe he's – this is one theory that's out there that he um, either A, got so paranoid about some of the things he was uncovering and and, uh, and just burn out or B, he had some sort of life-altering religious experience or, or something. Uh, I, I think th- this subject matter is is volatile and if there's any sort of twitchiness in a particular person – uh, that's going to be magnified. It's like like putting gasoline on a fire. And I think if you have uh, a wobble in your groundedness, that it's going to be seriously um, exacerbated, and you're going to run into some real serious um, issues about paranoia. Um, is is a main one. People get all nervous. They think people are out to get them. They think that their information is so earth shattering. That um, that th- their personal safety may be in danger. I think that that's one of the 
<laughs> hallmarks for somebody, uh, A, who's lost their perspective, and B, uh, needs to take a break. And that's why you'll notice that uh, certain people do drop out of the field for a while. I know, Gene, you did for a while. I did and got into uh, other uh, realms of the paranormal uh, besides ufology and, and the dead cattle. And uh, you need to take a break. You need to um, get regrounded, revitalized, and uh, regain a sense of objectivity and perspective. I think uh, more people should probably take a little break from the work uh, from time to time than do. So Get a rest cure, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get part two of the question. Do you have any thoughts on the value of the mystery itself? I'm thinking in terms of sense of wonder, of imagination and curiosity. Regardless of the answers, do we need the answers? Wouldn't any answer you find only make sense one of those crazy people, make you one of those crazy people who think they found an answer as opposed to the answer? But then the question I'd ask, JT, is how do you know when you think you found an answer it is the answer? Well, you don't. It's not a lust for result that drives me. I can only really speak you know, personally about about this particular aspect of the of the work, and I just find it incredibly stimulating intellectually and uh, even spiritually. Uh, I think these questions that we're pondering on the Paracast, uh, some of them more important than others, but I, I think by and large, the whole idea of contact with a non-human uh, intelligence is one of the most important subjects and scenarios that humankind could ever face, uh, at least up till this point. And uh, that's an, an incredibly stimulating to someone who's eternally curious like I am. I will never lose my sense of curiosity. If I do, Pixel Smith, JT, Gene, Hot Soup, any of you guys, Lance, you guys have the permission to spank me good. Excuse I, I, me one more time. <laughs> I didn't mean right now. Sure, sure. Okay. If you're going to be spanked, right. you might as well be spanked on the air. Let's let it all hang out. Okay. By Thank the you, way, sir. May I have another? What? <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? There you oh. go. Now you know the truth about Chris. If there is a truth to be found, I won't tell you my truth because you wouldn't believe it. JT, thanks for the question. Trained Observer asked us the same question about the monitoring project that we answered earlier in the episode. So we'll come on and we'll go on with our questions. This is the Talk Shop episode with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. G. 
GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral, and not diminished by freezing, extreme heat, or years in storage. Dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit. Dermatol's soothing, rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective, it's guaranteed. Order yours today. Call 800-217-6677. 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Efficient. Economical. Effective. Spray it all with Dermatol. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze-Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze-Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze-Dry Guy, the best you can buy. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. It's called Gene and Chris Talk Shop. I'm the Paracast, kind of catching up, asking your questions, figuring out what's going on. Speaking of people who are, I think, seriously hurt by paranormal encounters, I think any UFO abductee, I think regardless of the source of that event, they are being seriously, seriously injured mentally because of it. They have to be. Well, I'm dealing with a case right now in the valley that features that that possibility. So, and it's it's dovetailed into uh, some physical health issues as well. So, 
unfortunately, I'm not really at liberty to discuss a lot of the details of this case right now, but uh, it's one that Rosemary and I uh, looked into, and it has all the hallmarks of a classic uh, contactee slash abduction scenario. There's, I wouldn't even know where to begin uh, talking about the whole timeline, even if I could. At some point, I'm hoping to get permission to at least talk about the case uh, publicly. Uh, I have, obviously... Um, because of the, the principles involved, I've guaranteed anonymity, but um, I have not gotten official permission to talk about the case uh, yet. I do plan to obtain that at some point, but uh, I agree 100%, Gene. People do need help in this particular realm. Like you said, regardless of what the causal elements are and who the players are behind it, people are being very adversely affected psychologically, even physically uh, in, in terms of health. And, and it is, uh, it is a very, you know, it can be very scary for people if they feel that they're going through uh, events uh, such as the abduction scenario has been described. And I feel for them, I oftentimes, uh, you know, wonder how, what would be the best way to approach this particular mystery um, that would learn from the, pioneers in this field, the Bud Hopkins, David Jacobs, John Max, um, Deborah Lindemann, uh, John Carpenter, and others. Uh, I think that there's a way that we can learn from um, what's been tried for the past 20, 25 years and then take it forward, I think, another to the next level. This is a very difficult subject for um, people to even deal with personally, let alone um, ask for help to get through it. And uh, and sometimes it comes back to bite you. And we have the situation here where this woman named Emma Woods went to Dr. David Jacobs to supposedly seek help with her abductions. That ended up into being one mess. Yeah. yeah. And maybe both can be blamed. Maybe, and I said this to David Jacobs privately, I'll say it publicly. I don't think he should have gotten involved. I think he was in way over his head with that situation. I think that. She also has serious problems. She has to. Anyone who has undergone the experiences she claims to have had, you can't be normal on the other end, especially if they're ongoing. Yeah, that's true. And I kind of hope that we'll find better ways to explore abduction research. This is something that we're going to pursue on future episodes of the Paracast. Talk to other people who haven't been on the air much who are involved in UFO abduction research. Try to figure what's going on. Of course... The situation here is it just some kind of experiential phenomenon, which is something that Jerome Clark told us on the Powercast when he was on last, or is it related to ET or the same phenomenon? How do you know? Yep. It's a conundrum. You weren't abducted, were you, Chris? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I don't remember any abductions. I do remember this. I keep saying it. Okay. When I was young, I'd remember some large, dark thing coming to me in the middle of the night, and it was a nightmare. I'd wake up, a recurring nightmare that happened while I was a young kid, maybe seven, eight, nine years old. Then it disappeared. Well, I, I have to correct myself. I was abducted once. She was one of the most gorgeous things I'd ever seen. I oh, met her man. at the Ritz in New York. She abducted me, dragged me home, and, and she, I was abused. In a way you wanted to be abused. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And it never happened again. Um, well, the next time it wasn't, it, it was a co-mutual abduction. We abducted each other. <laughs> Sometimes I think maybe I'd like to be abducted. Other times, no, I don't want them to come here. 
I would hope that whatever experiences I had as a child, they were only nightmares. There was nothing else that happened. I was not abducted. I do not invite the experience, but I think where people were abducted, a lot of times the experience does happen as a child. Yeah. So there you go. And that it portrays itself. It portrays itself in the common culture. Yeah. So nowadays we expect if we're going to have this experience, E.T. will be involved, so we think about E.T.'s. But isn't that the great mystery about the UFO field in general, which is, are we seeing spaceships now or what is presumed to be spaceships because that's our culture since World War II? Well, okay, we live in the science fiction culture. If it was something else, we'd see them in some other way. It's not that E.T. came here in the 1940s and that's it. You know, well, I, I like Terrence McKenna's uh, comment that he made during one of his uh, many, many presentations he gave before he died in 2001. And that is that whatever it is that's interacting with us is is trying to get us to believe that it's E.T. because the truth of it would be so beyond our ability to uh, deal with and comprehend that the ET um, veneer of some sort of extraterrestrial contact is is softening the actual um, mystery and the impact it would have on us culturally, and uh, so so basically what he's saying is is or what he said was that the ET scenario is much easier for us to to you know to deal with uh, intellectually <laughs> compared to what it probably is. Uh, well, isn't it also we can take the contact scenario of the book from the late Carl Sagan you think of the movie I didn't read the book I saw the movie with Jodie Foster and that is she meets E.T. I suppose and E.T. comes in the form of her late father yeah exactly partly because as is expressed to her the actual form of E.T. would be so alien you couldn't understand it you couldn't accept it so they come to us in a form in which we can accept and possibly our own minds judge the form in which we perceive them right you know fill in the the the, the details uh color you know colorize it and uh, give a dimensionality fill in the blanks because we don't know what sort of blanks need to be filled and that's the big yeah. question too if et were to come here could we accept its reality whatever it might be you know we only have our own little tiny narrow perception of what reality mm-hmm. is well childhood's in Childhood's End is a classic example. They park uh, ships over all the major cities for an entire generation and uh, give us a false sense of who these people are. And then when the truth comes out, they look like devils with, with horns and tails and scales and everything. And, and, and they said, well, we, wouldn't, we didn't want to show you our true uh, you know, appearance uh, because we would have freaked you out too much. Now you're used to us being here. It's not as scary. But they didn't have an evil intent. No. It's not like the movie V. Which might Which have been inspired canceled. by that. The TV show V has come back twice. Well, the first time it was again. a miniseries and then a regular series. But in each case, a reptilian race of aliens comes here. They put on a skin to look like humans, pretend to be here for our benefit, to be friendly, to spread the joy. They're here to eat us, whatever. I thought the new series V, the final episode, the season the series finale, it was perfectly awful. Oh. Did you see that? No, I, I don't have TBI Hulu stuff and hasn't been on Hulu. Okay, what happens here is Anna, the alien reptile, 
conveys this feeling of bliss with the half-breed daughter of a woman on Earth, it doesn't make much sense. And they kill off a few characters. And I guess they pave the way for further episodes if there were to be a new season, which is unfortunate with TV shows, you know, that they get the cancellation notice and they've already filmed all the episodes for a season so they don't consider, well, wait a minute, what if this is going to be the final year? And it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a one-off episode, if each episode is self-contained like Law & Order L.A. But if it's a serialized drama where you get invested in the characters and the events and then it comes to an end and the end is not satisfactory... Don't forget to write us, news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com, where we read each and every message you send. We have Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231. And the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Concerned about radioactive fallout? The number one way by which your body protects itself from radiation or any other free radical is with glutathione. Glutathione is the most ubiquitous antioxidant in the body. The number one mechanism for removing toxic elements from the body is glutathione. In order for your body to make optimal levels of glutathione, it needs an abundance of the amino acid cysteine. The highest dietary source of cysteine is non-denatured whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. The most non-denatured whey protein powder on the market is one world way one world way is an industry first with its true cool process it retains all the active components of fresh raw whey one world way is rich in immune bodybuilding and detoxification factors that make it a life-giving power food for everyone one world way is sweetened with cold processed stevia and comes in three delicious flavors to hear some impressive testimonies go to oneworldway.com that's oneworld w-h-e-y.com or call 888-988-3325 are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. It comes to this here in the Paracast, a special shop talk session where basically Chris and I have been talking about for lo these many hours, the things we're working on, the things we might not work on, and thus and so. And we got into talking about movies about aliens, about science fiction stories, alien culture, all that, how we think about what aliens might be, what form they might take. But we're looking for M-class planets, Earth-type planets. You know, we say, you know, if we're going to look for E.T., he has to be like us. Isn't that a mistake? I, I would think so. How do we know there's not methane-based life forms or silicon-based life forms? Well, we've or, already started to realize that. That's one of the recent developments, that they're... Ammonia-based life forms. Sure. How do we know? We don't. I one know. of the science fiction novels that I wrote with my son, Grayson, we wrote a series of three novels called Attack of the Rockoids. One is out. Two more will be out shortly. And we do talk of a silicon-based life form in one of those novels, following that of course, that background, that life doesn't have to be carbon-based as we know it. Right. And then it goes back to if the life form is based on other chemicals, we couldn't accept it, could we? Well, I don't know. And kind of, I could see a new superhero, Crystal Man. Wait a minute. Stan Lee's listening to this episode. Stan Lee is going to come out with a new character. He's actually trying to bring into life new characters. DC Comics doesn't do that. I mean... You have Superman, you have the Green Arrow, Green Lantern, they're making a movie of him. But how many of those characters out there? Well, Batman, for example, okay? But how many DC characters are still around? How many new DC characters, DC heroes, have come to be? Well, I can't even think of any. Right. You know, beyond Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hawkman, Aquaman, Superman, Batman, who else? Supergirl, but, you know, part of the same universe. Crystal Man. Crystal Man. 
As opposed to crystal meth, no. From the planet Silica. Okay, write this down. Patent the site, crystalman.com. Let's build stories. People, all the New Ages will try to get a channel in or something. Of course, he wears the crystal skull. Right. You know, we might be doing an episode soon about crystal skulls. The only time we ever talked about skulls in general was this one from Lloyd Pye. Right. Which got a lot of skeptical treatment. Oh, boy. Oh, didn't it? We had Tommy Allison, who was an artist who was doing a rendering of the crystal skull or the skull that Lloyd Pye had acquired. The the star child. The star child. But you've been in touch over the years with crystal skull type people, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I helped co-produce a a, um, DVD documentary called The Search for the Crystal Skulls with uh, David Childress, um, Stephen Mailer. Bill Holman, who's now the custodian of the Mitchell Hedges skull. Um, J.J. Hurtak came uh, out in a rare uh, appearance on video uh, talking about the skulls. And it's a fascinating subject, and we are working on getting a Crystal Skull episode together to look at the entire um, subject and maybe dig in a little deeper on some of the beliefs that have sprung up around the subject, uh, which I think uh, is important to differentiate between what we know and what we think we know. Okay, Crystal Skull episodes coming soon in the Paracast. Also, Colin Bennett to talk about that book, Flying Saucers Over the White House. Which I'm reading right now. I love it. And they also presented with the book in the press kit a copy of the report on unidentified flying objects by the late Edward Ruppelt. Right, and the book is about Ruppelt's process uh, in the short time that he was involved with with Blue Book uh, before his very early and untimely death. He died of a heart attack like 40 years old. I mean, so unfortunate. I kind of think today, you know, because of the way things have changed, today, if that sort of thing had happened, someone had heart disease at 35 or 40 years of age, they'd survive. Yeah. Well, there's a much better chance now. The final question asked, and we have a few moments left with this episode of the Paracast, the shop-talking episode, that is the Pro feature, Paracast Pro. What's it going to contain? We're still talking about that mm-hmm. at forum.theparacast.com. Still welcoming the features. Let me just kind of give you a background on this. Okay, folks, we're talking about a premium service for a modest monthly or annual fee. We give you extra features, content that's not part of the normal episodes. The normal episode on the GCN network by podcasts online, always going to be free. And in exchange for that, of course, we have ads from our advertisers, our benefactors. That's how it works. We're thinking of having a professional version of the Paracast, Paracast Pro, where we'd offer special custom content. Chris has been working on stuff now. Stuff that won't be available to regular members. You have to join the service. Special message boards. Maybe the older access to episodes over a year. We might put that in the premium service. Not because we're trying to betray our listeners. I mean, if the show's been out over a year, we kind of think everybody who's currently a listener has had a chance to download those episodes. So right. maybe we'll put them in the premium service. We'll see. Special blogs, other content. And video, yeah. Right. You're I'm, working I'm, on stuff. I'm gearing up for, for um, I'm getting the green screen studio together here um, uh, in Arizona, and I'm planning on doing a series of weekly uh you know, sort of blogcasts, if you will. Um, and uh, that could be also made available. Plus, 
On my recent trip, um, I got some very interesting interviews, uh, two 30-minute interviews with David Perkins. Uh, absolutely fascinating stuff. Uh, can't wait to get David on the show. He's super busy right now and can't do it. But uh, in the meantime, I've got these two wonderful interviews. that are It's, it's down and dirty. I think that's uh, the tagline that uh, we might want to use on some of these interviews because these are uncensored, unfettered, and uh, eye-popping. <laughs> I also they would not go on brother. broadcast radio or TV? No. Okay. Maybe HBO or Showtime? Possibly. But the key here, again, once again, and I want to repeat this, we will not betray our trust. We have free forums. The full episode of the show is free. Now, there's some people out there, they give you half a show. And if you want the other half, you pay them. We're not doing that. And in exchange for that, of course, we get the ads like any other network radio show. But I think that's best because I don't think everyone has the money at hand, whether it's 5 $7, whatever it is a month. We don't think everyone can do it. We want to make it available for those who do. Obviously, it helps us, too, because it gives us a little bit more income. And you can't have enough these days because of the state of the economy. So we have this regular feature, this added feature. We welcome your suggestions again. And you can write us, news at theparacast.com, news at theparacast.com. We have a forum thread for Paracast Pro at our forums at forum.paracast.com where you make your suggestions of what you'd like to see, what kind of extra content. And we're going through that. Right now, by the way, we're looking at new logos for the Paracast. And I just got four or five of them as we do this episode that Chris and I are going to look over. Maybe we'll get your votes on them. And we've had some really talented artists out there. Oh, they're just magnificent. And the reason we're changing the logo is very simple. I'll be honest about it. I think we have a great logo right now. It's designed by Jeff Ritzman. Remember Jeff Ritzman? Of course, he's on another show right now, which I will not mention for obvious reasons. He's a UFO researcher and experiencer, did some great artwork. But the hand reminds you of another program called Fringe. The TV show Fringe has the hand. Looks like our hand. Now, our hand came out first. And the producers of Fringe, J.J. Abrams, hasn't come after us. Fox TV hasn't come after us, but I think it's time we get rid of the hand. Yeah, we should, we should go after them. Should we? Is there a lawyer out there who'd be willing to take this case on contingency? And you, know, you know what the lawyer would say, Gene? What would you say? Talk to the hand. Well, you know, it's the hand that rocks the cradle or the cradle <laughs> that rocks the hand. This has been fun. All we did to prepare for this was say, hey, we're going to hang out for three hours and just talk shop, talk about the show, our experiences, open it for your questions, which we did. Give you people a chance to ask us anything, and we'd answer it. We didn't ignore any questions, by the way, in case you wanted them all. Nothing on the cutting room floor. Chris, where do we find more of the stuff you do? Well, we're revamping the old OurStrangePlanet.com website. Uh, We're going with a new user-friendly WordPress uh, scenario, and uh, you can always find out about my work there. Um, Also, obviously, I have uh, a book stocking the tricksters, uh, which I do recommend for anyone that wants to look at uh, all these subjects from an out-of-the-box perspective and look at the mechanism that makes it all fun and exciting. And, of course, I am a moderator at forum.theparacast.com. You'll always see me lurking about. Every week for five and a half years, here we are, Gene Steinberg and now Chris O'Brien, our co-host. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're in The Paracast.
is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>